chap who escaped the marriage trap and messed around with every gal in town. Then crazy lay his girl, gave all the boys a whirl, and now she's a trying to pin him down. Big It's just, uh, it's Weird Al. Yeah, we... Yeah. I made you listen to it in the car. You did, and it was delightful. Yeah. Um, before we came up here, we were sitting in your basement, and they had a St. Jude's commercial on. Right. What if a child's last wish was to be on the raincoat report? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should allow it. Yeah, I feel like we would have to honor it. Um... I wonder what they would want to watch. I don't know. So come down to the individual child. <laughs> what if they want to watch something we've covered already? Um, shit. I guess we just do it. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, we're making a wish. We'll have probably forgotten most of whatever movie it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is a very odd scenario. I'm and just... It's- Oh, it's like, we those. shouldn't be having children watch pornography, but if they're dying, I guess, like... Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, if they're dying, if they're going to that, um, to that great gig in the sky, <laughs> you know, maybe... I guess we would just have to allow it. Yeah, I would say that I will not proactively ever try to get children to watch pornography, but if one is dying and needs my assistance, I feel like I have a... A uh, moral obligation to it. Yeah, that's exactly what Jesus would do. You're so, <laughs> you're so saintly. Uh, that's that's why they call me Saint Boss. Yeah, I think possibly though, a child with the mind of a child, addled by uh, anti-cancer drugs, perhaps choose today's film. <laughs> perhaps they would probably have to be fairly addled in some way. Yeah, um, <laughs> just as we are. Yes, so uh, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Oh, yeah. And this week we did not bring a child onto the show. No, we there's a kitten wandering around. There is. But it's not the same. She's awfully tiny and cute, but... Uh, She's so small. She is, but uh, this week we're going back to a topic that we've explored a little bit on the show. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, this week, while perhaps not, uh, you know, a... Uh, pornographic production of the highest level uh we do have something that's a little bit more respectable than our previous example mm-hmm. uh and i am of course talking about the topic of comics yeah the comic strips the funny papers specifically well, yes and uh we previously watched uh sex, sex in, in the, the comics, comics yes yeah, by public enemy number one anthony spinelli <laughs> yes um and that was a a very adult production <laughs> yeah uh i was yeah when i picked this getting ready to go in i expected about the same caliber and quality of product but i, I think as you'll find as we talk about it uh i at least was pleasantly surprised yeah, if if nothing else, we've at least got like a plot line and like some structure and uh, Bobby Astor. So I mean, yeah, we avoided a total meltdown. <laughs> so that's good. You know, it wasn't a full Chernobyl. 
Yes, it was more like a... Just a harmless three-mile island. Yes. I was trying to pull that exactly. I couldn't You're welcome. conjure three-mile island for anything. It's okay. Uh, you know, I don't expect you to... I expect you to know a lot about pornography and not a ton about uh, various nuclear power plant disasters. <laughs> well, I think the good thing is that, you know... This is why we're such a successful duo. Yeah. I set up the joke and you land it because I can't remember how many miles the island is. We're like uh we're like the Harlem Globetrotters of podcasting. <laughs> and our audience is the generals. They always <laughs> lose. Uh so yeah, this week we are talking about Big Abner from nineteen seventy five. Mm-hmm. Directed by Leonard Kurtman. Yes. Who uh, we've seen in the past. He did uh, Hot Flashes. Yeah, Hot Flashes. And was there a second one that we saw of his? I know he's a director slash producer, so there's a good chance his name has popped up in the producer role a couple times. Okay, but off okay. the top of my head, I can't think of another film directly directed by him. Um, but I would say this film might have some of the same issues as Hot Flashes. Yeah, I would say that. That seems fair. But, you know, we have a fun take on the comics. Of course, this is a takeoff on uh, Lil Abner. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I'm not very familiar with as a comic strip. It's not one that I, th I think it had probably left syndication by the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, so by the time I was up and reading them, he was gone. But I did ex I did have a little Abner experience in the hills and hollers of Kentucky. Oh yeah, yeah. We were going on a family trip to uh, Natural Bridge State Park, which is pretty deep down in uh, central southern Kentucky, that general area. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like that's like the big attraction. Then around it is kind of just like a couple different tourist spots and like a small town and stuff. Uh, but one of these tourist spots was a, a classic motel in the in the Bates style called the Little Abner Motel. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, it was just you know like that classic motel, like that like long strip of like rooms, and uh, there was a I believe a cartoon cutout of a little hillbilly on the sign, and I was like, <laughs> what? I assumed at the time that Little Abner was like an actual person, like the proprietor of the hotel, because I was about <laughs> I was about thirteen. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what really sticks out in my mind as we drove by is that they had a swimming pool, but the water was black. Black as night. <laughs> oh. And I was like, there's no way in hell we're staying here, right? Um, oh. And we didn't. Okay. But uh, I think I dodged a bullet. I don't know that that has anything to do with the comic strip, <laughs> except to say that its cultural relevance was once enough that you could... Uh, launch a failing motel based on that that franchise yes and um, uh the franchise has weakened enough that now when you go to a place named after it the pool is black water yeah the darkest night um <laughs> i don't know i don't know about that black water Didn't i don't think the doobie brothers sing about that oh black no they sing about brown water oh brown water oh yeah yeah i'm drinking <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we have this, of course, directed by Leonard Kurtman. Uh, I think I already brought up Bobby Astor is in this. 
yeah, in two the, big the roles. Dual role. <laughs> Um, but we actually have the star of this film being Sonny Landon. Yeah. Who, uh, not only starred in this film, but was, uh, also in several TV shows over the years in yes. various roles. Uh, but you may have seen him in films such as Predator, mm-hmm. 48 Hours, yeah, The Re- Warriors. Yep. Uh. Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He's in... Some film with Fred Williamson, I can't remember the title of. Uh, he's but, in Poltergeist? Uh, yes, he's one of the pool, like, I think guys, like, working on the pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a real uh, real legend of the stage and screen. He was in The Passions of Carol. Oh, yeah. Another so, great Hollywood classic. Yes. So, uh, I think he might have been playing, okay, thinking back to it, he played, I believe, like the person who was supposed to be like a young boy in like the past segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, that really weird scene. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he's not involved in any of the weirdest scenes in this film, but this has some to rival uh, passions for sure. It. It certainly has quite some uh, interesting valleys to explore. Yeah, and these hill, the deep in the hollers. These hills have eyes. These hills have thighs, and yeah, they, they are do. wide open, wide open vistas on the American frontier. Yeah, you only and need. We're gonna fill them. <laughs> we're gonna fill everyone. I'm gonna build a series of little motels on each of these fine hills. Well, beyond the two uh, people that we brought up, there are, you know, a handful of other people in this film. It's not quite the uh, star-studded show that we see some weeks, but um, we have... What do you mean? They have Gandorf the Grey. They do have Gandorf the Grey as the mayor. Yes. Someone who looks a lot like Captain Beefheart. He does, yes. Uh, (laughs) The fact that he just wears, like, the same kind of, like, that little top hat as well doesn't help things. Um, he's a mayor, or also possibly a judge. And kind of a pimp. Kind of a pimp, yeah. He In this small community, I think, you know, one man's got to handle like quite a few roles. Right, you're going to have the sheriff who is also the judge and the jury and the executioner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call mountain justice. I'm ready to give it to all of you. Well, for the women in the film, we have Barbara Carson as Sadie Hawkins. Sexy Sadie, if you will. Okay, okay. Uh, Rita Davis as Pigpen, who uh, is insatiable. Yeah, she is. Uh, Crazy Lay. Pigpen is from Peanuts. Yes. Was Pigpen also a little Abner thing, too? I reckon so. Okay, I don't know. Uh, I know Frank Rosetta drew it for oh, yeah. a, for a time. And, yeah. And uh, I assume he just made all the women hornier and thicker. <laughs> well, so yeah, this... You can see it's his, it's his his influence on this film. This film ran concurrently to the series, although the series was not long for when this came out. Uh, the series ran from August of 1934 to November of 1977. Yeah. So this is in the uh, waning years of Lil Abner. 
the last, yeah, the Twilight years. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called Big Abner, because he grew up, but now he's an old man. Well, I think that the the size of not only himself, but uh, his equipment may have indeed uh, influenced the title here. Yes, oh yes. He's, uh, he's a big boy, and he seems to have no problem having orgasm after orgasm without needing to stop in between no he is a power hitter as we will see though i'm gonna say i don't think all the cum shots in this film are real (laughs) (laughs) fair enough Uh, i would also say that he is not the most efficient at building cabins no (laughs) but we'll get into all of that uh anything else you want to bring up about big abner before we take a break yeah there's a gnat on my mic He's trying to fly into my mouth. <laughs> well, I see you keep trying to put the cap of your Pepsi on your nipple, so we're off to a great start today. You don't need to tell them what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about the madness that is Leonard Kurtman's Big Abner. Blinky, sexy, Sadie. in town. Nothing she won't do in order to screw with Billy and Frankie and Tiny and Slim. There anyone else who will slip it right into my sneaky, sexy lady. And these parts she's known as a lady. Welcome back to Big Abner's Raincoat Report Special. This week we got sales on Fat Bat, Hog Bat, Tack Bat, Back Tack, uh, Rat Attack, Tat Tat Tack, Salmon. Salmon? We got Cactus Fronds that you can eat. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a goddamn Whole Foods down here. <laughs> Well, there's some whole foods in this movie, all right. Talking about cum? That's what holes need to eat to get big and strong. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. That's how you... Yeah. I was just thinking of cunnilingus in oh, that yeah. sense. Food that is a hole. But you were thinking food for holes, which is also genius. Yeah. Well, that's... You know, that's why we... Like I say, that's why we got two hosts. Between the two of us, we make one functioning human being, so. I don't know about that. Between the two of us, we nearly make a functioning human being. All right. (laughs) Now we're we're getting somewhere. What do you think about Big Abner? What do you think about what he does in in this film? What do you think that you wrote down that you're going to tell us about? I think that I wrote down that I'm going to tell us about how Big Abner really doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just a simple country boy. Yeah, he's in... He has to spend most of his time surviving, as I've learned from country songs. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't really thought about that. Well, in this tale of Big Abner, we open on the sound of a goat, and we get a close-up of... Two women licking opposite sides of a scrotum. Yes. There are a lot of close-ups in this movie. There are some insane close-ups in this movie. Yes. 
Yes. We've been going hard on the extreme close-ups lately. Well, you know, I was thinking, uh, and I think we brought it up on the show before. I think I've said it before, just talking about how, like, the idea of having watched these movies in a movie theater is crazy when you think about how, like... The size of the holes. Yeah, just... But, like, I feel like this movie... It's tighter close-ups than anything. Because, like, in the other movies, it's like you get a close-up of a dick. But this is like you're getting the close-up of a head of a dick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like... Or, like, the uh, a real close-up on the clitoris. <laughs> and just that. <laughs> Rather than a vagina. Oh, yeah. No, it's... uh, You gotta see it to believe it. <laughs> so, yes, these genitals were humongous in the theaters on the screens i believe you it's just a lovely thought to have i mean your tv's pretty big i bet they're pretty like gnarly at that size yeah i mean it's a big tv but can you imagine i mean we could like you've got a pretty good like a decent sized backyard you're not doing anything with we should project some of these films we should for the whole neighborhood (laughs) yeah we can project them onto uh Project them onto your neighbor's house, like in uh, <laughs> Problem Child 2. <laughs> <laughs> he has those, those teens making out. I don't know how he did that. He was such a problem child. Uh, he was such a problem child. <laughs> like, that I don't even really know like how he did his tricks. He's kind of like a, the David Blunt. Like, Dennis the Menace, you know what he gets up to. But Problem Child is just, it's a mystery. He's like a David Blaine. It's like a mind freak. <laughs> That's really neither here or there. (laughs) We uh, see, so yeah, we see some women sucking some balls, and then they're sucking the cock. Uh, The urethra on this uh, cock has a gigantic slit in it. Yeah, comes out of that part of it instead of like out of the head. It's almost like he got one of those, like, uh, uh, like a Prince Albert. Prin- yeah, Prince Alberts, but like he got it ripped out and it took the bridge of skin. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something's going on here. Maybe he was in the war and it got like partly blown up and they like had to rebuild it. Oh yeah, rebuild it from scratch. Yeah, he's and they didn't get the hole quite right because the science was bad. He was the he six stepped mi- on a mine. He was the six million dollar man. <laughs> And they just didn't quite have the urethra slit size right. Everything else was pretty much right on. But uh, it would take until the 80s until they had that totally straightened out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But seconds later, this cock is coming, and the women are making out and snowballing. The women look up, and one woman says, Hey, little Abner. And Abner stops her. Little shit, I'm big, big Abner. We get an animation of a wooden cock growing out of a drawing of a lumberjack as we see some credits. It's Abner. Uh, yes, it is, with his big, giant wooden cock. Yeah, it's just a big, it's a nice little, like, a Terry Gilliam, uh, Bonnie Python type. Yeah, kind title, of. <laughs> title card. Uh, <laughs> Uh, So we get our credits, and then we get a title card that says, Part 1, Abner builds his honeymoon cottage. So we see Big Abner chopping wood. 
Uh, Pigpen is yelling Abner repeatedly. She yells out, I see you there. Abner runs and then trips, and uh, Pigpen immediately catches him and lands on top of him, basically, sucking his cock. Abner says, we've done this a million times, and suggests that she go see the mayor instead. Abner says that if Crazy Lay finds out that he's doing this instead of building the cottage, she'll be mad as hell. Pigpen says, she's waited five years, what's another couple of days? Abner says, well, hurry it up. <laughs> so Pigpen continues to suck his cock, and Abner shudders as uh, the music kicks back in. Pigpen is getting Abner's sword deep in her mouth. After a bit, he tells her to cut it out, and then says, well, don't cut it out, but hurry. He grabs her head and forces it up and down quickly on his cock. Pigpen says, that's too fast, but uh, she makes Abner come moments later. Abner immediately gets up, and then he's fucking Pigpen doggy style. No real transition. No, right through the overalls. But, uh, yeah, he's just uh, blown his load and is fucking right away. Yeah, he has no problems. We then see him pull out and come on her ass. And then we get another title card that says, The Mayor Gets a Visit. It doesn't say part two. It does not. Only part one had a part number. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> uh, just imagine if this is the first in a series mm-hmm. or that it just stuck on part one because he never builds his fucking cabin <laughs> spoilers Jeremy oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry so we see Ellie May she's uh, laying on a bear rug talking to it noting that it's sad her daddy had to shoot it we hear the mayor call out to Ellie May. He notes that Pappy's coming. Uh, I said the mayor looks like Coffin Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he does, uh, but also Captain Beefheart. Yes, I agree with that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Ellie May is played by Ginger Snaps, and uh, Rita Davis was Pigpin. Uh, and again, this is Gandorf the Grey as the mayor. <laughs> yeah, credited in the film, I believe, as the wizard. Yes, <laughs> which is also a wonderful credit. Yeah, it's a man of mystery. Yeah. Well, it's uh, no time at all until we're introduced to Pappy, who's uh, wearing red pajamas, a fake bald cap, and is Bobby Astor. <laughs> we get more cutaways to Abner with Pigpin. Uh, throughout the scene, uh, weirdly. Like, I thought they were done after the two loads, but apparently they're still going simultaneously to this. Yeah, no, she's insatiable. You said so at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And this is what told me that. (laughs) Well, despite Pappy uh, being made clear to be Ellie Mae's grandfather in this, the mayor uh, grabs a vegetable of some sort, uh, that Pappy had, and tells Pappy he's not using that on Ellie Mae. <laughs> Pigpen is sucking Abner's cock more as he talks about having more work to do. He comes in her mouth again and rubs his cock on her tits. Pappy is on the mayor's porch stroking his cock, and the mayor keeps telling him to settle down, but Pappy pushes the mayor out of his chair and makes his way inside to Ellie Mae. 
Pappy grabs her and pulls her towards him on the floor. Ellie Mae says something about him not being able to get it up for a week last time. After some back and forth, Pappy squats above Ellie Mae and she starts sucking his cock. Pappy continues talking trash and Ellie Mae tells him to talk nice to her. Then we get the card, Sexy Sadie gets Tiny to move. So we see Tiny, a large gentleman in a haystack. Sexy Sadie, Sadie Hawkins, uh, who is played by Barbara Carson. And uh, this here Tiny is Bear Wilson. Okay, I don't know how I came up with this name, but uh, in my notes I just kept writing down that his name was Big Billy. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I love it. <laughs> Sadie asks Tiny if he wants to have some fun, and yeah. Tiny says he will, uh, just as long as he doesn't have to move. And Tiny is—it's one of those ironic nicknames. He's a—he's a big porcine, porcine fellow. Yes. 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 Um, Sadie says he won't have to move much. Tiny says, "Why not?" So Sadie says he's cute and notes, you're all right for Yoakum. So there's like a couple families involved here. Um, and I briefly saw the family. The family. Little Abner is a Yoakum. Okay. So I think Big Abner is a Yoakum. I don't totally follow who's in whose families. That's okay. I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter for these people, clearly. They're all related anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She pulls Tiny's jeans down and slowly strokes his cock, asking if he wants her to kiss it. He does. We cut back to Pappy. The mayor makes his way in, and Ellie Mae says, Daddy, do I have to do this? (laughs) Mayor says, How else am I supposed to win this election? I noted this is confusing. <laughs> we see Pappy come in and around Ellie Mae's mouth. The mayor yells, You're gonna die. Don't die on us, Pappy. <laughs> we cut to Sadie sucking Tiny's cock. Tiny says, Oh, Sadie. Oh, my God. This calls for a drink. <laughs> so Tiny is quite enjoying himself. Yeah, and I, I think this is the biggest guy we've seen fuck so far. I think it is. I think it's kind of weird that we haven't seen, like, one super fat guy in a movie. Yeah, like, we... There was a big chubby guy in Tasty. Yeah. But this guy's a... He's a fucking... He's a fucking... He's a big Billy. <laughs> what else can you say? <laughs> <laughs> he is big Billy. <laughs> It's worth noting in this scene that Sadie's shoulder keeps blocking the camera. Fucking bitch. (laughs) The mayor notes, Pappy's been around for a long time. Otherwise, he couldn't get away with only paying a quarter for this. So, uh, the mayor is accepting payment from his father for him to have sex with his his daughter. Yeah. Okay. That's just the way of the hills. We see Pappy going down on Ellie Mae as this is going on. We cut to Abner fucking Pigpen and standing doggy in the woods. Back to Sadie sucking Tiny's cock. He asks her to take her clothes off, and she does. He is impressed, and Sadie says, And you thought you liked goats? (laughs) Uh, There's one point where, uh, you, you might have already passed it, where 
Pappy's going down on Sadie? Pappy's going, going down, down on, on Ellie May. Oh, sorry. They're, I don't know, all these hill folk. Uh, Pappy's going down on Ellie May, and his beard starts to fall off. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's just kind of like hanging, like one half of it's hanging on. <laughs> Tiny notes that Sadie smells better than Pigpen, too. Sadie mentions her French perfume. Tiny says he'd even be willing to do something if she's interested. And she knows that he had said that he didn't want to move, but Tiny says he could always move his tongue for her, so Sadie straddles his face. We cut to the mayor, sitting in a chair with a big knife, talking about how Pappy can't get it up anymore. But Ellie May notes he's getting hard, and it's feeling good. Pappy pulls out and comes on her stomach. Back to Tiny and Sadie, they're 69ing, and we get a song about how sexy Sadie is the best cocksucker in town. Yeah. Uh, amongst other things, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Uh, we hear a, cu- a few times in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sadie then mounts Tiny in reverse cowgirl. We get a lot of close-ups. Uh, they switch back to 69ing. He says, God damn, Sadie, I'll buy you a bottle of Pappy's Moon after this one. You can come over and help me pitch hay anytime. Sadie sucks and strokes a load out of him when the Sexy Sadie song kicks back in. She continues to lick and stroke it a bit more. Tiny says, If that ain't better than fucking a sheep any day. I don't know. It doesn't seem like you'd have the energy to go after a sheep. (laughs) He just likes to lay here. Yeah, We see Abner come on Pigpen's ass again. Pigpen asks if he came already and asks if he can come again, but Big Abner says he needs to do his chores. We see Abner hammering the wall of the cottage when Crazy Lay approaches him. Crazy Lay is played by Sherry Cass. And is Abner's, like, fiancé? Yes. She is his fiancé, but... They have been, I think, engaged for five years because he's been building this honeymoon cottage and he won't get married until the honeymoon cottage is built, I think. He's just running a scam here. I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a pertinent like thing from like the comics, if that's like a running gag. Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and say, sure. All no right. further research. If you're a little Abner historian, you can reach out to me and (laughs) I'm willing to entertain your theories. Well, Abner kisses her and she asks what's taking him so long, noting it's been five years. Abner promises to marry her just as soon as it's done. She says, I'm beginning to feel like an old maid at 17. Oof. Uh, I think she's my age. (laughs) Abner says, I love you, crazy lake. We can't fuck. So we've been engaged since he was 12? That appears to be the case, yes. They really do things different up there. And Abner has no problem fucking anybody but her. Well, because that's he's saving it for marriage. Yeah. Like, just like specifically with her. It's weird, though. It's abstinence only. <laughs> that's what they teach. That's, I mean, I don't think these people went to school... That's true. (laughs) There's a car coming into town with a U.S. government official that the mayor stops with his shotgun. 
The official notes that it's about a large sum of money, uh, which gets the mayor's attention. The mayor takes this G-man, as he's credited, to his house where Ellie Mae is napping in a chair. The mayor says to Ellie Mae that he brought her a man to meet. Ellie Mae says he told her that she could rest today. The mayor notes that he's a government man, and uh, he pushes the G-man's head down into Ellie Mae's crotch. It's now that we are introduced to Baby Yoakum. No. <laughs> no. Pigpen finds Baby Yoakum in the barn. I'm gonna leave the room. Baby Yoakum is Bobby Astor in a diaper with a booby pacifier in his mouth, which... The sex maniac and too naughty to say no. Okay, yes. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, mean, I noted that. Uh, See, we're learning stuff. We're historians. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing fabulous work here at the Raincoat Institute. Yeah. I'm working on uh, a way to erase my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you feel... <laughs> It seems like you've gotten pretty far down that road. <laughs> I'm just doing a total reset. Pigpen says that the baby is wet and decides to change him. No. She takes off his diaper and before long, he's suggesting that she should fuck him. No. Pigpen gives him a spanking as a song about baby Yoakum plays. <laughs> It's a whole country number about it. Yep. Uh, I wish this soundtrack was on vinyl. Me too. I wish that uh, I didn't have to see this, but I'm <laughs> happy that Bobby Astor would just, it seems like he would just do anything you asked him to do. Yeah, it and like it's always just, something weird. Yeah, just something bizarre. Anything bizarre, he would be like, okay, I'm down. Uh, <laughs> God bless him. Pigpen is soon sucking the baby's cock as he sucks his thumb. And again, for the government officials that are listening to this, I'm uh, talking about a grown man playing a baby character in a movie. I shouldn't have opened with the with the dying child thing on this one. <laughs> oh God, this is getting problematic real quick. Oh no. Oh God. <laughs> what have I done? Little baby, you sure have a big cock. Stop. <laughs> After a bit, Big Ben grabs his cock and asks Baby if he knows what to do with this. Pigpen says she's going to teach him. Hmm. We cut back to the G-Man going down on Ellie May. The mayor is simultaneously trying to figure out what the story is about the money and Abner but also keeps bringing up something about a missile base being built nearby. So it seems to be that, and it might be some of the dialogue that I didn't make out or something, but I think that the government is building a missile base here and they want to buy Abner's land. So the government official is there to offer him a shit ton of money for it. Uh, Two million dollars, I think. Yeah, something like that. A quite a lot and they're gonna raise this holler they're gonna oh, yeah. raise it and put up a build a missile a missile base yeah so it'll be a target when the nuclear war comes oh yeah yeah 
They're going to blow little Abner right off the map. As the G-Man tries to respond to the mayor's questions, Ellie Mae keeps pushing his head back into her crotch. Ellie Mae and the mayor are arguing because she wants him to stop interrupting. I think the government is going to pay Big Abner $2 million for his property. Um, As Pigpen is blowing baby Yoakum nearby, some chickens start fussing and everybody sort of breaks for a moment. Yeah, and the chicken falls on Bobby. Yeah, (laughs) but they play it off and keep going because they don't have film to spare. Yeah. Pigpen guides baby into uh, licking her pussy. They move to a 69 position and the sucking and munching continues. Pigpen finishes baby off, stroking out a load around her mouth. And again, this baby is a grown man. Sick, sick man. We cut to a title card that says, Mayor Seeks Abner. I noted in my notes that the like title cards had kind of vanished, and then as I was writing that down, this one popped up. But it had been a while. Yeah, yeah. The mayor is walking and whistling as he comes across Sadie. He mentions he's looking for Big Abner, but Sadie says he should rest for a while. The mayor seems interested in this. Sadie rubs the front of his pants and notes, We've got a growing problem here. She's quickly sucking his cock uh, to the sexy Sadie song. We see him finishing quickly and cut to Abner sawing a branch when Crazy Lay approaches him. Crazy Lay says she wants to get married soon and Abner again says that when the cottage is done they'll do it. Crazy Lay says she wants to fuck but again Abner tells her to be patient and they'll do it when they're married. We cut back to Pigpen riding Baby's Cock Reverse Cowgirl. I want this end. <laughs> we see Sadie straddle the mare. He asks for her vote and suggests that she should run for office so he can vote for her. She strokes out his load and uh, she notes he's fast. The mayor says that's what got him into office, being a fast man. We cut back to Pigpen. Finishing off baby. And I think that's basically done. Thank God. Back to the G-Man going down on Ellie Mae. Then Ellie Mae blowing him. And then he fucks Ellie Mae doggy style. And fucks her mouth a bit. And comes on her face. All in fast motion. Over the course of several seconds. It's like an episode of the Munsters. Look how, <laughs> look how, how prominently they advertise that black pool. huge on the sign the pool is for those at home a quarter of the sign total signage yeah uh total area is that and then the name of the place is a good like third of it so yeah it's about the same size as the name (laughs) yeah pool yeah and it's just a black sludge yeah You could probably stand on it. (laughs) (laughs) We see some anal penetration close-ups. And I don't think that these are attached to any of what's happening in any other shot. We see Ellie Mae getting cum on her face. Yeah, at this point I noted that this is confusing editing. I don't know whose cock is where and why. Right. Yeah, no, there's a... 
I would say that this film has one major problem. It's the editing. I mean, there are other ones, but I think it's the most glaring. Yeah. We see a cock coming on an ass in doggy position and one coming on some pubic hair. We see the mayor knock on a car door asking Abner if he's awake, and Abner gets out, uh, along with a chicken. The mayor suggests that he could buy Abner's land for $50. Abner says he didn't even know that much money existed. But he can't sell his cottage. It's for him and Crazy Lay. He wouldn't even sell it for a million dollars. The mayor realizes he needs to find Crazy Lay and runs off. Then we get a card that says Crazy has a problem. We see Crazy Lay show up at Pigpen's place. She notes that she has a problem. Crazy Lay is upset that Abner won't fuck her. Pigpen notes it's because Abner loves her. Crazy Lay notes that she thinks she's pregnant. <laughs> and Pigpen confirms that Crazy's been fooling around with other guys as well. Mm-hmm. She's like really sticking her stomach out here to kind of yeah. prove a point. Pigpen suggests that she can make her feel better and pushes Crazy Lay's head into her crotch. And uh, Crazy Lay starts to go down on Pigpen. As a Crazy Lay song starts to play. <laughs> I love that every character seemingly has their own little uh, ditty. Yes. It's, uh, it's the little things Yeah, that make these films, you know? Pigpen didn't have a song. Well, she's insatiable. Yeah, I guess that's it. The song would be too long to <laughs> tell her deeds. <laughs> Quickly, this love scene is over, and Pigpen suggests that she go see the mayor. We get a card that says, Crazy Lay pays a visit. The G-Man is still fucking Ellie Mae when Crazy Lay shows up at the mayor's place. Crazy Lay says... She wants advice from the mayor, but kind of trails off. The G-Man establishes what she really wants is to get fucked. <laughs> we cut to Ellie Mae under Crazy Lay, licking her pussy as the G-Man licks her asshole. We cut to the G-Man getting uh, titty-stroked by Crazy Lay as the mayor is watching from outside. Ellie Mae suggests that they both go down on him, and they do. The G-Man mentions Abner, and Crazy Lay asks what he wants from Abner. They stop, and the G-Man explains that the government is going to pay him $2 million for his land, but he has to sign it over, like, tonight or whatever. Before sundown. Before sundown. What fucking legal system is this <laughs> that's just based on something as arbitrary as the sundown? I know. Well, you, this is this is the hills. What, the fucking government's trying to fucking screw you. This is... This is Hill Law. The, the hills have laws. <laughs> Crazy Lady runs off immediately, but the mayor intercepts her and drags her into the barn and tells her that he wants some action, pulling out his cock and uh, she starts to suck him. He notes that she has a good jaw, amongst other things. He has actually a lot of chatter here. He asks how it feels to be with a rich man now. He tells her that she's going to go far. The mayor says, Daisy May, and then he stops himself and says, Crazy Lay, the time has come. Lay down here, youngin'. He says that 
the condemned woman is going to get a last meal as uh, he fucks her mouth. So, the mayor's having his way with Crazy Lay as the goats watch, and the mayor says that he wants the honeymoon cabin, and it's going to be his because she's going to die soon. My next line in my notes was just WTF. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a classic villain. You know, he's just tied her to a log and is going to put her through the saw. Yeah, uh, he pulls out and comes on her stomach and then walks with Crazy Lay and takes her into a dark shed. Uh, She screams as she's approaching it and then immediately stops. Then he has her lay on a log and she starts to scream again and she keeps starting and stopping intermittently. The mayor says that he was going to tie her down, but there's not enough rope, so she just needs to lay down. (laughs) She screams a couple more times as he explains that he needs the money. Pigpen and Pappy approach the mayor uh, as he explains that he's going to saw Crazy Lay in half. Pigpen and Pappy run off to find Abner. We get a title card that says, Abner gets the news. We see Abner running towards the camera with his axe, uh, and shots of the mayor cackling like a madman. We get shots of the saw, more mayor cackling. Sadie tries to get Abner's attention as he's running, first unsuccessfully, but then she shows off her beaver and Abner runs over with his cock out and mounts her doggy style. She shouts, and he says he's got to hurry. He quickly comes on her ass, and he says he has to go, and she protests, but he ends with, Kiss my ass, I'm leaving. We see Abner running again, more crazy lays shouting, and the mayor laughing. Pigpen is yelling at Abner from an outhouse, saying that she has some nookie for him. He runs to her, and she starts blowing him. Abner then says, Wait a minute, I gotta piss. And he disappears in the outhouse for a moment, and then the sucking continues. The saw is going, the mare's cackling, and we see Abner give Pigpen a facial. Crazy Lay is shouting out, uh, and Abner runs off again to save her. Abner gets a hold of the mare and threatens him with the axe. Ellie Mae and the G-Man yell out to Abner to wait. The G-Man says if they don't sign this paper by sundown, the deal's off. Somehow Abner and the mayor decide that they're going to sign it together, and then we cut to Abner's wedding officiated by the mayor. Yeah, it's just a classic resolution to the problems. They're both going to get some money now, (laughs) and then no one needs to die. (laughs) So, uh, Pigpen's trying to flirt with Abner as he's at the altar. And he tells her not now. The service ends with the mayor joining them in the holiest of matrimony as he ends with, Now, let's fuck. And they do. We see the group lay down blankets for Abner and Crazy Lay, and the newlyweds lay down and start to make out and caress as they're surrounded by their friends. Uh, Abner licks Crazy's nipples, and Ellie Mae blows both the mayor and Pappy, finishing both of them off. Abner's fucking Crazy Lay missionary, and we see his load. But I don't think you see him come. You just see his load. The mayor says he hopes we had fun to the camera. 
and notes if you saw any name or anyone you recognize, it was purely residential. Yeah. He says, so long, and we get the end over the big wooden cocked lumberjack drawing we saw at the beginning of the movie. And that was Big Abner. Woo-wee. Well, y'all, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back to talk more Big Abner. I'm as, I'm as, uh... Pretty uh, as a peach. I'm as bushed, I'm as bushed as a, as a, as a, uh, I'm, I'm as bushed as a, uh... Blue Jay. No, that's bad. Hoo-wee! All that fucking and sucking. I don't know about you, but I'm as bushed as... The 1974 issue of Penthouse. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of bush. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a break. Yep. Go eat shit. Oh, you started recording? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, welcome back to the Raincoat Report. Thank you. It's contentious over here, apparently. <laughs> um, no, I'm fine. I'm fine too, man. Yeah, I've been having a good time. Just taking this trip out to the country with you. Yeah, you know, get away from the hustle and bustle of the big city. Yeah, relax up in the hills. Relax uh, where man can breathe the air. Yeah. Out in God's country. Here in Kentucky, there's plenty of hills to yeah. uh, travel on, but we're we're city boys mostly. Scenes like this play out every day in the hills. Yes, that's what I know. From this and 2000 Maniacs. Yeah, documentaries all yes. like this tell you what it's like up there. And it's not for it's not for city dwellers like us, but it's nice to take a visit every now and then. Yes. That's how I would say... And the great filmmakers like Leonard Kurtman are able to tell us these stories. Yeah. Story about simple working class people. Well, I don't even know. They don't, I don't think any of them have jobs. And one of them's a mayor. Not really working class, but uh, quite a bunch here. <laughs> they, they are quite a bunch. Got a hodgepodge. This film is kind of bonkers. Yes. I would say is maybe like one of the main things I would say about it. One of the main takeaways of it is that this is a film based on a comic strip that in many ways kind of feels like a comic strip. Yeah. It's got some good goofball jokes. It's, it's kind of zany and stupid. Uh, some very unfortunate baby play. Yeah. In it. Quite unfortunate. <laughs> uh, this one, 
say it fits right in there with the other, uh, came right out in the Burt Reynolds era of, uh, exploitation, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think this one kind of slots nicely in there, even though the comic strip itself was on its last legs. I think it's gotta be like one of the, well, not the earliest, but like one of the like earlier porn parodies of, uh, of this sort. It's kind of based on a strange and sort of outdated property. Yeah. <laughs> one that perhaps was ripe for parody at the time. Right. I don't I don't fucking I know. I don't fucking know. But it, it was, was still... past its prime, but it was still trucking on. Yeah. Just like this movie does. Uh no, like as I was saying during the episode, I would say this film's like biggest problem is probably the editing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty slapdash. Uh Things are just kind of thrown together. The transitions aren't always great. The yeah. camera framing is not superb. Uh, things are often not in focus. <laughs> but there's a sort of liveliness about it that makes it a whole lot of fun to watch. Yeah. As uh, you just kind of travel from one untethered scene to another. Right. Uh, there's chickens. There's goats. There's babies. Oh my. Just grandpas. <laughs> pappies, as they call them. You got like a lady named Pigpen who probably has gonorrhea. Yeah. I think maybe that's why they call her that. Oh, yeah. Just thinking about it a little bit. Uh, not being really familiar with the source material, I, I can't tell how successful a parody of that this is, but this film is uh, tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, I would say. And at about it, I would say at about an hour long, you can't really go wrong watching it. Yeah. Uh, if you like the more bizarre stuff we cover, I think this would be right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. If you prefer a more classically erotic film, I would probably give this a miss. Uh, it seems like it was made over. It seems like it was made over like a weekend at someone's farm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone just had a lot of like goofball fun making it. Yeah. And I think that's reflected in the final product. I would give this a, a solid three, I think. There's some improvements that could be made in, on a technical level. Mm-hmm. But overall, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I really I found myself enjoying it. I don't like that baby. Yeah, that's that's understandable. That's something they, they should have left that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> it doesn't add anything it's just bizarre and unpleasant yeah i would agree and uh, they shouldn't have used a real baby <laughs> that was uh bobby astor an adult man to be clear baby astor bobby astor a grown man <laughs> okay well i would give it a three i would say give it a watch i would now for the hotel i would say give it a miss <laughs> Unless you wish to enter the black pool and to never return. <laughs> I would probably refer to it as the Black Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pool. It's a man made structure. So lagoons aren't man made. I mean, it's. You're it's, right. It's a man made structure. I'm, but I'm being is... a little more figurative with my language in this sense. I, there's a creature, <laughs> but it's different. It's going to be you if you accidentally step into it. 
You'll forever be the creature of the black pool. Yeah. Hmm. Is that appealing to you? Thinking about it now, it is. Okay. We'll, uh... I want to sink into the black. We'll, uh... We'll look into it. I know. <laughs> so, for me, Big Abner was a, an interesting watch. I think that... I wouldn't say that the sex in the film was very erotic. Uh, I wouldn't say that the thing felt very technically polished. But what I would say... Bobby Astor's name anagrams to baby story. (laughs) It's not an adult man. Listeners, what you are hearing right now is the work of the Raincoat Institute in action. (laughs) We want to thank our patrons, patreon.com slash raincoat report, where you can subscribe and get our episodes uh, <laughs> in early access and uh, get uh, two bonus episodes a month. Um, but those those people, those patrons, just allowed Jeremy I to scramble read. Bobby Astor's name. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's got a hidden meaning. It's a code. I don't uh, <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, but anyway, this movie was never boring. It was very entertaining. I would definitely say that the baby thing was not something that I uh, found necessary or uh, beneficial. I left out one of the bees. Oh, shit. So it's baby story B. <laughs> Baby B, Baby B Story is his name, his real oh, ba- name. Baby B Story. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what it was. It was a Baby B Story. Oh yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a setup from the start, from his name even. Yeah, it was all preordained by God above. And the teacher. Make, and the teacher to make me watch a grown man is a baby (laughs) um uh i don't know uh this was a three-star movie for me as well yeah i don't think there's no need for you to say what i've said Uh, the soundtrack the soundtrack soundtrack is excellent yes it was delightful i like movies where there are songs for different characters especially when they're used repeatedly yeah well especially when that character shows up and never when that character's not on screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be confusing to the audience. <laughs> Unless it was like kind of like foreshadowing a little bit. Be like, Sadie, the best sucker in the world. Sadie, she'll suck a boy or girl. And then she kind of like comes over the horizon. Like in like a Western sort right. of way, you know? You're like, oh, like, like Django. This is the Ennio Maricone of... Uh porn scoring that you're coming up with kind of yeah but that's not what they did no that's not exactly what they did this was far uh more on the nose yeah this is a goofball but uh it was a fun little goofball movie uh don't break your neck trying to see it but it was uh funny yeah uh, yeah say if you're into stuff like jungle blue or the haunted pussy or any like the something weird films we talked about this is definitely one to uh look out for though yeah it definitely fits in that category it's weird as hell sure is well 
I guess that's really about all for this week. Uh, you know, you can follow us on social media. I'm not going to plug the Patreon again because Boss, I think, did a pretty great job at that. Yeah. But uh, Instagram, Twitter, if you're a little Abner historian, like I said, get at me. We'll talk theories. I want to know uh, what do you think is going on in that missile base that they built. I bet some fuck, fucked up stuff is getting planned there. You know, so if you want to talk about that. At Raincoat Report. Uh, at Gmail. And yeah, raincoat, at Raincoat Report and Raincoat Report at gmail.com. Yep. Um, this week on Patreon, we are, we've been uh, hitting the uh, old roulette, roulette pretty hard lately. Yes. So uh, we've been in the casino for a while. We've been losing a lot. They're starting to feel a little bad for us. So they've started comping our drinks. <laughs> this week, we're going to step on up to the uh, the Wheel of Kink. Oh, yes. Yes. It's uh, slightly different. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a uh, fun little show. So look forward to that, patrons. Yeah. And uh, Big Abner. If you're going to get in the Blackpool, don't forget your raincoat. <laughs> Now, so long. See you again.